I'm gonna take one, baby. All right, family, we are back with the Take One podcast, and I am so excited. Uh, You guys know March is Women's History Month, and so we are taking this time to learn from some women in our body that are actually making history. Um, So I'm so happy I have Artez here. Yes, glad to be here. Recently ordained and installed, just preached a strong word and still came (laughs) after church to record this podcast. Uh, praise the Lord for our tiz. Thank we you. We also have another Adriana at our church. I don't know if y'all knew, but, you know, my name <laughs> twin is here with me, Adriana Darnell, um, and we're just so happy to have her. And it's cool just to have somebody else with the same name, because, you know, I don't mean a lot of Adriana. So, um, Adriana's going to tell us a little bit uh, about her history, um, and she is currently making history, so we're just yes, so honored for to sure. have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming. Um, so let's just start off. I know um, you guys kind of joined. Was it during the pandemic, or it was a little bit after? You okay. know, so right. it's been about a couple months, like eight okay. months. We've been going to okay. downtown. Okay, okay, cool. So I just want you to just introduce yourself uh, and tell us like how you got to where you are. Uh, what is that first that's happening? Uh, if you could just tell our congregation about that. Yeah. So yes, I'm Adriana Darnell. Take one. I want to thank y'all for having me. For one, like I'm honored that you guys thought of me in this process. So, yes, thank you for that. So I am currently graduated from the University of Memphis. Um, I'm originally from Clarksville, Tennessee. Okay. So that's about three hours from Memphis. Um, Grew up there, born and raised. It was a journey there. It was a journey. I actually am the oldest of three. Um, My mother, she was a single mother, just you know, going through their everyday life mm. of helping her, being the oldest. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was work. Mm-hmm. Um, come high school, you know, we got our ACT scores. We got college. When I tell you, I was not going to college. I was mm-hmm. not. No, college was not in anything I thought it mm-hmm. would be in, actually, Um None of, neither, neither one of my parents went to college. Okay. So me even thinking about college, I was like, nah. You know, um, I was raised up in the hood of Clarksville. Um, lived, moved various places. We got out there and, you know, just lived, I guess, your average lifestyle, I would say, of our community. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So uh, I actually, my one of my friends, she was like, you know, you should apply to Memphis. And I was like, girl, no, like, uh-uh. I'm, I'm going straight to the Air Force. Like, yeah. I wanted to go to the military because I was like, that's my way out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was my way out. And that's what, what I thought. So I was like, I'll apply for you, girl. Go ahead. Okay. So I applied <laughs> and um, I had got in. I was like, okay, you know, I got in. So I started doing more research on it. And they had an ROTC Air Force program. And I was like, I would love to do that, like, you know, I would love to do that program. So I look more into it, and then um, the last day to sign up for orientation, and my mom was like, you sure you don't want to go? Like, you know, she pushing me to go, pushing me, like, I'm like, nah. So I was like, okay, okay. It's like 9 o'clock at night when I tell you this (laughs) registration closed at 12. I was like, okay, okay, I'll go. She was like, all right, I'll pay for the orientation and all that. She did it. 
and literally the next weekend we was on the road to Memphis. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, wow, I'm really here in Memphis doing this program. Started the Air Force ROTC program. They did not want to let me in. I had a 21 ACT score. They usually like, well, you know, we accept 21, but we really want 26 or something like that. So I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to put it, I'm going to give it all I got. So, and that's what I did. So, you know, the hardest four years Mm -hmm. of my life, um, when I first got to college, I actually met this woman, LaShawn McClain, call her Lala. Um, Lala, shout out to Lala. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So um, she was a part of the campus uh, outreach, is a ministry on campus, and I actually got involved with her and, you know, chopped it up with her. And uh, that same year, that same actually semester, I ended up giving my life to Christ. Mm. Okay. Best decision I ever made. When I tell y'all, my life made 360. Wow. 360, and it's not an exaggeration. It was a big 360, and not just within, like, physical or, like, my appearances, like, Mm. but my soul, Mm. who I was, like, my heart was literally transformed. So I'm still just in shock that I'm in college (laughs) still. The years are passing by, and I'm like, okay, like, wow, I can't believe I made it this far. So now I'm at senior year, and... I get this opportunity to do Space Force. So as Space Force is out, you know, just it's appointed to me, I'm like, oh, you know, I'll I'll put my name in the in the box. And then the first time I did not get picked up. But the second time it came back around, I ended up getting picked up for Space Force. So they were like, Yeah, you you know, you got picked up for Space Force. What are you gonna do? Or are you gonna take it? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> right. So I end up taking it, and um, this me taking it, ha- it has made me the first black woman in Memphis to enter the Space Force, mm-hmm. and I was actually even the first black woman to graduate from that ROTC program wow. here at the University wow. of Memphis. That's Congratulations. That's crazy. So to even do that, it was I was just like, God, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. It was just an honor. So that's just a little bit about me. Yeah, so I know I didn't plan on asking this question, but I have the question just myself. So what exactly does the Space Force do? Because I know this is like a newer thing. Very. Depending on how you heard about it, some people have different thoughts. So like, yeah. what, what exactly is it? So Space Force, of course, we know like it was adjusted like with Air Force. It was always called okay. Air and Space Force. And okay. now they are two separate branches. And Space okay. Force is now taking its own lead and dealing more with space mm. and everything that we use as phones to our traffic lights, to anything that is connected to a satellite, a GPS, is what we are focused on. My um, title is Space Force Operations Officer. So I will be mainly based on looking at satellites, making sure we good, you know, (laughs) like everything that we're using, everything that is going on, just making sure that that is in order yeah. to an extent. So. Yeah, man, that's so amazing because like, our phones, our, yeah. you know, traffic light, like all these things that we use every day that yeah. we probably take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do need you to, to be protected. So <clears throat> that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, you told us about your journey, um, not even really thinking about college, being a first-generation college student. 
um, also being, you know, the first black woman, all of those things. Um, what are some, before we get into obstacles, <laughs> what are some victories you've experienced on your journey um, that were just really, really impactful to you? Hmm. And this can be from, you know, childhood to now. What were some victories? Mm-hmm. A lot of victories. A lot of victories that I didn't even know were victories. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things. When I say victories, things that I have overcome, not by myself, but with God. Yeah. Um, growing up, like I said, um, it was it was quite hard just finding myself, finding my way. Um, I actually, so I was sexually abused uh, when I was younger. Okay. So by my um, my stepfather and. A lot of people are like, oh, how can you talk about that? I'm like, hey, I'm redeemed. Like, mm. I know yeah. who I am. Amen. I know who's I am. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, is that a victory? I'm like, that's a victory because mm. I got past that and yeah. I surpassed that. And when you look at my life and see where I am now, yeah. it's just like, ooh, glory. So yeah. um, I would start with that. Like, that's the that was my first one, my first victory. Um, and just coming to college, that was the first mm-hmm. one. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming to college finishing college, you know, being that, setting that example really for my siblings, you know, yeah. I'm, that's, that's my biggest victory actually, yeah. to set that example for my younger siblings, my brother and my sister, they're everything to me, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So, you know, we never got to see anything um, like what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Even I am currently married also, so. Um, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. So. That's another victory. Got to celebrate a year. A year, yes, wow. a year. Thank God. Congratulations. Yes, thank Yay. you, thank you. And her uh, handsome, solid <laughs> husband, um, Andre, is here supporting. Yes. We yeah, yeah, he's gonna we support. To it. Yeah, um, just going through college. I actually met him through in college through the ministry. So y'all better get into the ministry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so I'll say marriage. Um, being young, my siblings. Yeah. I studied abroad. Um, yeah, yeah that was Where'd that was go? good. I went to Costa Rica. Okay. Awesome. okay. It was different, y'all. I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful for real. Yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm grateful just seeing being over there and seeing like what they go through. Just yeah. you know, withholding so much stuff that we take for granted over here. Yeah. It was just, it was powerful, definitely. Um, But ROTC, that's a victory within itself. I I came into a class of 30 other cadets, you know, all diverse, um, women, men, everybody that you could think of. I was the only one to graduate um, out of all 30 of them. Wow. So I have my own ceremony by myself. Wow. Usually those classes are packed with at least 10 people, yeah. you know, but it was it was only me. So oh. and I was the one they said would not make it. Mm. And that's not even like sugarcoating it. Like I was the one they like, you, I'm the black sheep, but, mm. yeah. you know, God had the plans for me, yep. Amen. you know. So literally in my ceremony, uh, one of my cadre members, which is uh he had stated, he was like, you know, y'all, I didn't think, you know, Cadet Mitchell was going to make it. That's that's my maiden name, Mitchell. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I didn't think she was going to make it. And I was just thinking, like, he did not think I was going to make it. But God said I was going to make exactly. it. Right. 
and I did, you know, by myself, you know. <laughs> I was lonely up there, but <laughs> I made it, so, yeah. yeah that's um, awesome. Yep. Yeah, so you, I mean, you've been through a lot, yeah. um, and even just the thought of, <clears throat> you know, like, being a being the first one to go to college and then even going to study abroad, like, it just... It just sounds like you aren't letting anything keep you from what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just amazing. So, like, what keeps you motivated? What makes you be like, I know this is, you know, I'm the first one going to college, but I'm also study abroad. I'm not right. just going to go to college here. Yeah. I'm going to go to college. <laughs> like, what, right. what makes you want to do that? And, like, yeah, what keeps you going? So I, I have, I could have a list of things that keep me yeah. going, like, <laughs> seriously, with my siblings. Yeah. God, Mm. and I say God as in, like, God for real, because before, like, before I got to college, you know, I was just, I was on the rim. It was me. Like, my trust and my control was in myself. Mm. I controlled my life, you know? So when I just submitted and I I let him have everything, then I was in Costa Rica. I was doing these big things, and... You know, I would just always be grateful for that. So that's something that definitely just keeps me motivated to stay steer in and just trust in him. Mm. Keep that trust. Because if I keep that trust, then they're going to keep that trust in me and my siblings. And I'm going to keep doing great things for them and yeah. just, you know, pray that they follow in my footsteps. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot of pressure, too. So it, I do want to want to go on hey. the other side because, um you know, being the, I'm not the oldest, but like, I can only imagine like being the oldest, you know, two younger siblings, you're doing all these things that they've never seen before. Um, like, do you feel pressure to be perfect? Like, how do you handle the pressures in your family? But also, how do you handle the pressure of like being the first, you know, mm-hmm. black woman to be, you know, in the space force? Like, how do you, you manage those pressures? And do you feel those pressures? Or are you just like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, I'm definitely human. I always feel the pressure. I always feel the pressure to outwork, you know, anything that I'm doing, whatever I'm doing, just to keep going. Those pressures are just like, uh, like, I can't mess up because if I mess up, yeah. he going to see, he going to see. But then that was before probably like two years in college. I'm like, all right, I got to keep going. I can't, right. I cannot mess this up. But then, like, as I got deeper, I'm three years in, I'm a junior now, I'm like, okay, I'm almost there. So then that's when I realized, like, I have to, it's okay to allow them to see my faults, to yeah. see me mm-hmm. fail. Yeah. You know, I, it's an example in that I actually, there's like this big Air Force test you have to take before you can actually cross over to the uh, RLTC program and actually be like, you're in now, you're in. So, like, the two years just for play, which was <laughs> terrible. But um, I had to take the test, and I failed the first time. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you should. You probably should just leave and mm-hmm. leave the program, you know. Or you probably could go to Army or something. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, right. yeah. I'm going to thug it out, and I'm a for real. I'm yeah. a, that's literally what I had to do. So I was yeah. like, you know, I'm going to work my tail off, and I'm going to study for it. And that's exactly what I did. And came March, I passed it, way higher score, pilot okay. scores. Like, so it yeah. was just like, you can do it. And I did do it. So just continue and try not to let the pressure get to me and try to let them know, like, it's okay if you fail because those fails will make you stronger than, yeah. you know, where you started. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like, I mean, 
the various obstacles, you know, even the people, certain people, you know, we're not necessarily calling nobody out, but it seemed like some haters in a sense, right. like, mm, are you sure you want to do this? And you're like, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure I want to do this. But uh, you mentioned, you know, about your siblings. And I can also imagine it's other, you know, women, other black women that's looking up to you. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, like, what does the word legacy means to you? So legacy to me, we we always um, hold legacy with, you know, money or something, like mm-hmm. leaving money behind. But to me, legacy is more of a your morals, a value, and your property. Mm-hmm. What can I leave mm-hmm. for my kids, for my family? Mm-hmm. We know those generationals, we breaking general, generational curses, right. and we just from generation to generation, mm-hmm. you know, those lands and things that I can leave, those values of what I believed in and stood here as a Christian, yeah. what I want my family to know, what my great-grandmother, you know, worked for, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. So what she valued in and who she was as a woman in the land that she may have lived or that she could not leave for me, but now it's something that I can do mm-hmm. and leave. Yeah. For my kids and the future generations. Yeah, for sure. Hey, you making? I mean, <laughs> we already said it. You making a lot of history. Yeah, and you right. are still young. I'm not gonna ask your age. You know, Mama taught me well, but <laughs> it just shows, man. It, it's not about the youth. You know, right. God said that in His Word. Like, let no one despise you of your youth, but be an example of faith, love, and right. and, and your holiness, your purity. And so, God is definitely using you to that legacy and to make it. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So I guess, like, when I think about the military, too, like, do you feel like, are there any situations you've been put in where you feel like, maybe I wouldn't have to deal with this if I was a woman? Mm. Or maybe I wouldn't have to deal with this if I was a, wasn't a black woman? Like, have mm. you had any situations like that? Of course. Mm. <laughs> too many to remember. Very unfortunate, yeah. Yeah. honestly. Um, when I first got there my freshman year, it was, you know, being a woman, being a black woman, that was the big one, and I hate to say it, but it was a big one. And they doubted me before I even mm-hmm. came in the door. And when I tell you, if they could pinpoint anything, it would be the smallest thing just to, uh, you know, you're mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. But um, soon as they would say something, I would change it because nobody was finna hold me back. So, yeah. for example... Um, I basically, I had like locks in my hair my freshman year. They weren't my real locks. I got real locks now, but they weren't my real locks. So I had those and we went on like a base trip to visit an Air Force base. And they told me if you need to take those out your hair because they're not in regs and you can't have those. Mm. And if you don't have those out by the time we go back to school, then there would be consequences basically. And they'd probably try to kick me out or whatever. So I was like... I just paid all this money for my hair. I'm not taking these out. Somebody, I don't know who told me, was like, it's okay, you know, put that pride to the side. Probably was Lala, I don't remember. But, you know, and all that money that I spent, I was like, okay. I took those locks out. And two years later, they allow, locks are now allowed in the military. Wow. Right, yeah, I remember seeing that. It's been lifted, and I was just Just like, yeah, what? And I was just thinking about the time I had to take my hundred dollar locks out. Somebody owe you hundred dollars. Man, man, yes. So, 
um, just, you know, just going through the motions of feeling less than and not worthy and not capable just because I am a black woman, a woman in general. Mm. You know, you do have other, you have males who are, for one, will always be, boom, they're put ahead of the woman. Mm. So, you know, which is right in submitting to your husband. But in this general sense of work environment, I can yeah. do exactly what this man mm. is doing. Exactly. So don't exactly. degrade me, like, because I can do exactly what he just did. Yeah. So it was just hard for me to always be at the bottom. Even compared to another race or something, I was still the the lesser one. Mm. Yeah. So just just imagine trying to work through that every year when someone new comes in, or you know, someone else who's not your skin color and they just don't understand, or who's not a woman. You know, I went to field training, which is a lot of people go to basic training, but since I did ROTC and became an officer, it's called field training, which is like only two weeks. So. You know, they clown us for that because <laughs> they like, how y'all, you know, higher rank than this, but y'all only do this. But I'm like, we did this for four years. So, but um, <laughs> we went there, and, you know, that's just another example of how hard I had to work to get on a top ranking or mm. whatnot. The first thing my flight mates had said about me was that I was like a DG hunter, which is like a, a grad hunter. I was trying to take everything, and I was mean. I'm like, Y'all don't even know me. I'm the coolest <laughs> person y'all could meet. Yeah. And I was like, the, they only know me because that's how I had to mm. I had to hold myself up. I had mm. to let yeah. them know, like, and, you know, I, don't, I should don't have to come that hard every time. Mm. But when, once you've been in that situation too many times and people already, they playing you like, eh, she ain't going to make it. Nah, I'm going to let you know I'm right. here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That confidence, that confidence is needed. Yeah. So I guess what would you say to... Um, any like young black woman uh, or black girl looking at like your story, maybe wanting to be in the military, wanting to be a first, or you know, uh, wanting to go to college and nobody around them has gone. Like, what would you say to to that young lady? Go, mm. <laughs> like go. Yeah. You got it. You can do it, mm. and you can. It's not just like a, just a talk, or you literally can. And I know, like. The little, we usually like, oh, you can put, do anything you put your mind to. You really can. Mm. Yeah. You seriously can, and you seriously should go. Um, that was just that was one of my things when I was back in the program to communicate and talk to the younger women, the younger black women, like to encourage them because yeah. it don't stop with me. It's going to keep going, and mm. they're going to keep going through this stuff, and I still to this day stay in connect with a whole black group, even my black men, yeah. I stay in contact with them and I push them. Like, yeah. if y'all could see the messages that they send me <laughs> uh, on a weekly basis, I'm yeah. just there, boom, I'm encouraging them. Yeah. Don't let nobody, don't let them, don't, don't, because yeah. don't. Mm. So, and it's just a continuous motivation, a continuous push. And, you know, I just, I use myself as, as an example in my story, like, of where I've been and what I look like now. And a lot of people say, like, you don't look like your story, and I mm. don't look like that. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I just continue to encourage them, and I continue to push them. Like, don't let nobody let you get, get you down, yeah. ever. So, you know, and they listen. They still in there. They still, you know, holding on. And I want everybody to hold on, you know, woman, 
especially my women out there. Yeah. We gotta and we gotta stand together. Yeah. We got to like yeah. can't let them give them between us. But keep going, girl. <laughs> That's what's up. Well, Adriana, we thank you so much yes, for, appreciate for you. coming on the podcast and just encouraging all of us uh, and being so open with your story. Like, we really, really appreciate that. And we definitely see how God is using you. You're encouraging the next people coming up um, and you're already leaving a legacy. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Of course. Thank Dre, you. Dre, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, appreciate you. The background support. He's, he's supporting yeah. his wife. Uh, Cheesing the whole time. Really <laughs> so listen, if you are at church and you are wondering, come ask me who the other Adriana is so I can, <laughs> I can yes, introduce come you to up. some more people. Yes. Um, and y'all come back for next week. We're going to continue to celebrate Women's History Month um, and hear from Caroline Steimer. This is Take One. We out. <laughs>